Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Gotta talk into the mic and mind your pops and buzzes. Pops and buzzes. Pop. Buzz. None of that. It's bad news for, for Podden. No, it's not, it's not a good look. It's not a good sound. What's new with you, a girlfriend? I don't know. I I was just thinking that like would would like would like a good podcast be called like the Pod Pod in this day and age and the like. But only would it be like a a podcast about your quarantine pod or a podcast just specifically for your quarantine pod? I mean, there's different ways to <laughs> look at it. It's and they're both ridiculous. So true. Uh, yeah, right. Where you'd be like, "Hey guys, a live broadcast from our locked down life." This is Ira Glass. Our next story. Our next story. Our next story. Come. Somebody keeps leaving their wet towel on the floor, <laughs> and it's a good chance it's your husband, because uh, there's no one else in your home. <laughs> there's nobody else in my pod. Uh- <laughs> I saw. Did you see the person on Instagram who shared? Like it was like a masterful mashup of worlds where they shared the headline that you sent me like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, where you're like, hey, L.A.'s hit a dark new chapter where they have uh, basically walked back air pollution restrictions to make uh, basically like. Right. So they can can cremate more people. Right. Right. So that they can let more dead burning bodies into our air that we breathe. And it's really upsetting because I'm going to be honest. um, I think my allergies have been going off for completely non-related reasons. But when you know there's like a lot more cremains just floating around in the air and you're sneezing. um, But you told me that really dark, disturbing (laughs) headline. It's and- so dark. It's the darkest, but I do think it would be a good, uh, really good topic for the Pod Pod. The Pod Pod, uh, yeah. On on next on next week's episode of Pod Pod, but remains so- and how they affect you. <laughs> okay, so uh, our governor here in California, Gavin Newsom, lifted certain stay-at-home orders for the state, but then that is basically what we were just talking about. It is determined county by county. So we're in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Nothing's right. changing. It is a horror show here still. Right. Uh, but some I think dine, dining is opening on Friday out, though. Outdoor. Yep. Outdoor right. is back. But here's the thing. I would never think indoor in a million years. <laughs> no. No. But somebody tweeted and I was like, this is like the perfect trifecta of an Andrea thought bubble. Somebody had this tweet go viral that was like, yeah, uh, L.A. relaxes air quality restrictions so that because of the number of bodies being cremated and pushed into the air. But go ahead. You definitely need to eat on the patio of Buca de Beppo and get a Manny. <laughs> and so many people forwarded this. You'll see it's, it's in the inbox. But people were like, look at this tweet. Ding, ding, ding. Buca Bell. Uh, oh, I love my. 
people. Yes, <laughs> I do. I our love people. I love that people think of you. We now you people. are you are forever intertwined. That Buka bitch. With, that Buka bitch. Oh my god, that's your new. It's that's your new <laughs> Instagram that Buka bitch. I know. Like I totally grab it. Hey guys, welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace, and, uh, aka oh, That Buka Bitch. That Buka Bitch. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin, aka BVP, aka Baby Hold On to Me, Eddie Money. Uh, I don't know. I was just singing that. I was singing that song earlier. So that's not the word. That's not any money I would go for. But that's just me. Uh, but like I'm, I'm a little more take me home tonight. Yeah, arts and LA. Oh, that's just me. That's just me. Okay, thank you. No, it's it's um, it's all right. The guy's got flavor. He's got range. Do you remember um, what, there was an Eddie Money record at, at Bad Dog Tavern that was like our coworkers carries that she just left in like the weird back bus area that was like it was like where the extra condiment dry condiments two stacks of bus tubs and like sometimes our like coats were back there in that weird little bus oh. area. <sighs> Carrie left she had an Eddie, Eddie Money record that she left and it stayed there for like a year and a half so every time you would walk in you would be like face to face with Eddie Money's face. And can we talk about for a second the fact that that's how we used to secure and store our valuables was crushing our winter <laughs> coats and purses like a six person <laughs> staff just jamming all their shit into a back room cubby in that goddamn uh, it, back room. It still happens. I actually think we should probably do a whole fucking episode. I think it's maybe episode worthy, maybe not on how to store your shit. I mean, do you have a locker? Do you not have a locker? Do no. you just like hide your purse in a weird place every day? Right. Hoping nobody takes your shit. You do. This is very real. And there's places like, do, do you do you just leave your coat in the car? Like, what do you do? You know, there's all sorts of scenarios because there's places that have no room for you. No. No room for you. No. And I mean, you know, the thing is like, yes, the car might be the logical answer for the majority of American servers, but we are dumb ass you know, cosmopolitan living waiters and waitresses who you can't, you cannot leave anything in a car because you don't have one. You rely on buses and subways. It's true. So, the more I keep thinking about it, I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, I bet in Europe and Asia, they don't have anything at all. Like they're just, their things just keep getting smaller and older. They're so they're minimalist. Less and less room. I actually put, it, put my, everything my, in the cellar. My winter coat is actually just a microchip in my head that makes me feel warm. <laughs> Yeah. Hi. I work in Scotland and we put our coats in the catacombs in the basement. That's where in the in the coat catacomb. Yeah, that's where we have to put our stuff before we wait table. The codacomb. Um Yeah, it's codacomb. Uh, mama, don't take my codacomb away. Mama, take hey, it. Hey. Ah! Did you oh. scream because it's full of uh bones. Bones. I'll have, oh. to, I'll have to post that video of us singing that exact excerpt together at Paul Simon a few years ago. <laughs> Oh, mm. I miss I miss life. I miss life. I miss life. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Let's move in to Should the we? meat. The meat Should of we the get show. Things shall moving. We? Yes. <laughs> and I do have to say, um, I do have sort of fun big news. A boyfriend is going to be joining 
my life and cohabitating in another month <gasps> or so. Oh, you a pod person? I'm going to have him permanently join my pod. Ooh. But he had banker boxes uh, shipped and delivered to my house because I swear by them for moving. Hot tip, mm. banker boxes right. are the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you. That is a quote from Christian Church. Um, but the the company delivered them, and the company's called Smooth Move. Oh, you know how that's much I good. It's, that's pretty great. It's pretty good. That's, that's just a joke. Good. It's an old BVP joke. If you want to go looking for it, it's about the laxative tea. So if you call, and that's all you really want in a move too. is a smooth move. Well, Andrew and I are about to be really creative uh, slash diabolical in terms of <laughs> in terms of asking for your support yes. and your patronage. Um, first of all, we have gotten such a nice little uh, just influx of not only subscriptions. Five star ratings, you guys are awesome and so good. We like made the call and you guys fucking did it. Like, you did uh, it. Uh, uh, thank you so much. Thank you so but much. Now, mm-hmm. but now we want more. We, we want more. We got it. We got a taste of what you guys can do. Um, we want more. And what what are we, what what are we, what are we talking about, Brooke? Here? Here's what we want to do because we got a really fun influx uh, right around the new year when we started openly begging, and <laughs> which is fine, which is fine. It's what they do. But what we want to do is from everything that posted January first of 2021 to this next week or two, if you because we've already had submissions and really great reviews that are making us chuckle and cackle. If you would like to add to, you know, the feedback loop that is just purely for our egos um, and write something that you think would make us chuckle in the review comments, we are going to pick a first, second and third place winner giving we're away. We're making it a contest. We're making a we're little making contest. A, we're making a contest for you. Uh, at just like you would like a server sales contest. You know what? For who who gives the best review, and then we'll go from there. Top sales, top 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 review. Exactly. Here we go. Exactly. Uh, for first prize, you'll get yourself a lovely established in eighty six super cozy ringer tee. Yep. Uh, second prize poster. Third prize smaller poster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth prize. I'm gonna fart in a jar and mail it to you. <laughs> Shipping on us. Uh, try, try not to land fourth prize. I'd, I'd fart. I'd fart in a jar for a good review. Let's be honest. These days, you know what I mean. I would. Uh, I would do it. I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll give. Do back. you guys want to? We gonna get a PO box. You guys <laughs> ship us a bunch of mason jars. I'll just start farting in them, and I'll dole them out when the time's right. If I read a good review. I think a fart in a jar is the funniest thing ever. Uh, so just hit me up at that Buka bitch uh, fart in a jar. Hashtag fart in a jar. I've been jarring and canning over the pandemic. Mostly oh, yeah. farts. Oh, you have? April. Oh, oh. What have you been jarring and canning? Yeah, I boil I boil my jars. Uh, they're totally sanitary. Then I fart, I fart right into them. <laughs> You gotta boil them again to seal them. It's a process. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Hello, I'm 12. <laughs> Brian's like, and edit out all oh, No. No, no, he would never. He would never. <laughs> 
I just want to say thank you so much for everyone who is part of our Patreon. Please come on over anytime you got a little extra scratch. We hope those uh, unemployment <laughs> checks and stimuli are coming in. Um, we'd love to have you. And we'd like to welcome our newest member, Sarah Bond. Thank Sarah you. Sarah Bond. Uh, 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 Sarah Bond. Thanks for joining the Patreon. That's so great. Andrea, it worked out was, well. I loved it. I loved every part of it. Um, great. Well, should we? I mean, nothing's going to be funnier than farting in a jar and mailing it to someone. Uh, let's establish that for this episode. But let's move into some headlines, shall we? Boop, 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 boop. So actually, Andrea, you're the one who kind of gave me a heads up that something mm-hmm. was a rumbling. Oh, with, Lord. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here we go. So... If you guys aren't from L.A., which most of you probably aren't. You aren't. There, there's a vegan donut place called Donut Friends. Now, um, do have I in the past frequented and love this establishment? Oh, yes. Absolutely 100% yes. But um, this past week, something came to our attention. Specifically, they tried to unionize and they weren't able to get all the signatures and as far as I know, the owner then fired everybody that tried to unionize. Yes. And here's the thing. I, I think because we've we heard uh, some of the owner's side of it. He was posting on the Donut Friends site. And then we have been seeing what Donut, uh, Donut Friends uh, Union is. Are they calling it Don- Donut Friends Unionize? I think that's what the uh, account is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I believe but- so. It's sort of been like a they said, they said back and forth on social media, which we all know is a cesspool of confirmation bias. (laughs) Um, However, now that it's on Eater.com, I feel like it's been vetted and verified, which is why I chose to talk about it, because I'm like, all right, if it's made it to Eater, then someone's someone's doing journalism. Agreed. And just to clarify, it is uh, at Donut Friend United. Yes. United, not unified. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So it is there's a lot of highly suspect behavior going on. Um, but what happens and I think this is an interesting lesson to most of us is that when someone tweets something about an unfair situation, say if it's a workplace situation or a male boss or someone who has treated a female unfairly, basically it goes on Twitter and then it takes on a life of its own. Oh, unfortunately. It does. Yes. And so I do think there is more to the story than what is out there. But basically, the first tweet that went out is like, Donut Friend in Highland Park, LA just fired a bunch of their workers for trying to unionize. I highly suggest not supporting them and making their business suffer even more for it. Eesh, um, eesh. That's, that's certainly a little harsh considering yeah. it is. A small business with only two shops existing in the totality of the United States. Right. But so then when we did start to see the rebuttals from the employees, their concerns and what they kept trying to bring forward to the owner, uh, Mark Trumbino, who's oddly enough, a former punk rocker, vegan, who seems like he'd be all up on, you know, social justice, but whatever. Totally. When you, when you turn into a capitalist business owner, I like, I get it. You change. But 
it's been September since they have been letting him know that they've been trying to unionize. He's been in the know, but they've been continuing to move forward with it. Asked him to kind of basically hold like a bit of a town hall with the employees so they could address better communication, better yeah. scheduling, more safeguards in place during COVID, so on and so forth. He he basically sort of humored that briefly, and but then started doing what is uh, considered like a labor discouraging practice, which is isolating them and doing one-on-one meetings, almost sort of like mining for information and then people started getting fired for right very he was doing, shady like, he was doing like good cop bad cop shit yeah. for sure and, yeah and, and, and you know and from what we understand from from what we have read and what they have posted is that these they were they're fighting for like better working conditions in a fucking pandemic basically saying right. that like they're working too close to each other um their hours are all fucked up um they know of you know employees who have been sick but they haven't shut down like they're right. not following like health protocols it's all basic shit that's like everybody i think it and i guarantee is like pretty legal, especially in the city of LA since the pandemic, that you like have to actually provide right. a lot of this. Like th- them's the rules, you know? So but yeah, and, and it's just weird too that it sounds like he black like it's like for someone who apparently is a really bad communicator, when one person ended up with COVID between the two locations, he he quickly blasted them with a company-wide work email. That got shared and leaked that says it should not be lost on anyone that the reason we are forced to close is simply because people were not social distancing while at work. It's not because someone got sick. It's because people were careless. There is only so much Donut Friend can do. Donut Friend is a large shop. If you are spending any time less than six feet from another person, you are doing something wrong. And it's just like you are... You are, this is just such a slippery, I feel like slippery slope has been the theme the past two episodes. I love it. Um, so you are slipping around in a in a Chicago bar bathroom filled with pee, you know. Um, when you start trying to point fingers, when your employees more than anyone are not trying to be negligent, it's, I know you can't go to the public and blame customers because that's like right. business owning 101 that you can't tell them that they're a bunch of assholes, but right. that's and you, usually what's and like, happening. And what you like you said, when you own like a super popular, like within a community, like vegan punk rock donut shop, you would think that like when your employees band together and beg you for better work conditions to unionize that your ears would perk up and be like, is there am I doing something wrong here? Is this right. my bad? Do right. I need to look at do I need to look in the mirror? Like so this is this is this is this is the new like uh squirrel jam gate uh scandal of LA. Though, it really sure. is. Uh, but um, I don't I don't think it, like it's not going to be the last for a long time because I think when we are in a situation like we have been in for almost a year now when people's health and life are literally on the line, people are pushing back against good. really bad work the, practices. I certainly hope this is inspiring for a lot of people to clap back and and stand up and say you're right this is fucked like i know i need to work and i know i need to make money and i'm happy to have the job but at what cost and you should be doing better and people and again you have a lot of rights as a worker you do period you know even like looking up, I would because I I was even doing something on my own um the other day and looking up like paid sick leave like paid right which you're entitled to. There's different ways you can acquire it. 
um, in specifically Los Angeles. Like, but if they front load you or they don't front front load you, you accrue. But all you have to work is two hours a week to be able to get that sick pay, and you are entitled to it. Isn't that crazy? Two hours a week. I might go start working at the local El Pollo. <laughs> local Pollo. I mean, Pollo local. Be like, I'm then like, then be like, I'm sick. I'm taking off. Yeah, but I'm just saying, there's a lot of rights out there, and 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 know them and push for them, and hopefully these guys. Well, more to come on this, obviously. More to this come on this. A- um, but the actionable things that they've asked us to do, which I'm actually going to do tomorrow. Because I feel like when they posted it, it was just like, here's the number and here's our demands. Please follow the script. Because they're like, we don't want threats. We don't want cancel culture. We want better working conditions, which I think is the important part of unionizing is staying on brand and not letting the online mob steal your narrative from you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like they're, they're already like posting like photos of like somebody who like basically like spray painted like donut scab like across the front and their neighboring business. And they're like, yo, 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 everybody slow your fucking roll. Do not do this. This is not what we want. We want to do this right. So, right. And, and, And it sucks because like, yes, of course they're speaking out, but it's not their fault that people who, are the people who ruin every peaceful march are the kind of people who always show up with Diablo sticks and fucking spray paint and like bricks in their backpack. They just don't care what's happening. They're like, do I need to fuck something up? I'm here. You know, like it's just a personality type that is an unfortunate part of any uprising. But I think what's great is um, I think tomorrow I'm going to do the, um, the online order form, which was, they suggested as well. And there's a script to put in where you can do a special donut order and with the oh. order you say mark here's the special things i would like with my order i want so and so to be hired back i want equal uh you know like higher wages more protocol for covid and more you know everything they listed and i was like i feel more comfortable than calling and asking for mark cuz I do the thing where I do call my senator, but I know they're never going to pick up the phone. You know what I'm saying? So like you get their voicemail and they're like, hey, this is Brooke from Los Angeles and he's got something to say. And like, no, I I know. I'm like, go to straight to voicemail. Please, God, please, 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 voicemail. Please, please. I know. So I'm going to do the online order. I'm going to type it. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, more to come on that. Yes. We'll see what happens. Yay. So, uh, Brian, our always fantastic, faithful audio engineer, shared this headline with us. This um, comes from Springfield, Illinois. And this is good news, y'all. This is a story about people who love a brand new barbecue joint that opened in the uh, fall of 2019. They brought it back from the brink of being kicked out of its space for back-owned excuse me, back owed rent. So the place is called Great House Barbecue. Um, The owner, uh, her name is Renata Renata Frazier. Yeah. And so basically this is her her inspired barbecue joint where she's doing some Chicago style barbecue, but with Southern side dishes based on recipes from her aunts, her grandmother and her great grandmother. Okay. So you're into this. You're into this. Oh yeah. So... (laughs) Everyone who's been eating there for the past year and some change, even though they literally only had a few months before a pandemic hit them, they are like, 
I have had religious experiences eating here. This is like food writers are like, this is the most amazing fried macaroni and cheese ball I've ever had in my life. And for like losing their shit. So um, a local super fan of the restaurant, her name is, come on, this is from fucking Three Amigo. Three Amigos. Her name is Dusty Rhodes. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Guys, if you're young, The Three Amigos is a great movie. Check it out. But this woman, okay, her real name is Dusty Rhodes, um, basically organized a GoFundMe and reached out to the community on the behalf of Renata and her restaurant to be like, let's help them take care of their rent. They did it and they saved the fucking day. I love it. And I love this is also already the kind of restaurant that's like giving free lunches to like yes. kids who like only get their lunch when they go to school and school's not in. Like they're already doing stuff like this and giving back to their community and then their community gives back to them. <laughs> I love it. It's just it's just so good. Like restaurant owners and purveyors who are not who are the actual cooks and the heart and the soul of it like they just do some of the most important work, period. It's, it's, you know, I think you and I have both talked like when we do any sort of volunteering, giving our unhoused citizens a hot meal, like food is love, food is care. Food is love, for sure. Well, and if they're using recipes like from their family, like obviously, and yes, there's a business model, but they want to, sh- they want to share the magic. You know what I mean? They're yeah. Like, and that is what is happening here. Because like at the end of the day, you can still feed people even if you're like, well, shit, my business is shut down and I'm not sure what to do. But like you, your mission on this earth is to feed people. And so even at a detriment or, you know, uh, uh, the chance of losing funds for being generous and feeding people, it's it's these people are saints. So I am so, so happy to hear that this barbecue joint good news. is going to make it. One last thing, because we're just going to move into surprise, surprise, some really fun server submitted stories. I love from y'all. submitted story episodes. <laughs> I just this this is the dorkiest of dorky headlines, but I fucking loved it because I think we can all relate to this. This was on the Washington Post, right? So there's new technology that has been designed by an aerospace engineer to keep your delivery items such as french fries or a salad that arrive at your door what now soggy right soggy and sort of just like limp and like it's just that that from the fryer to the car to your doorstep when you open it there is nothing more sad than a box of carryout fries Totally. And and honestly, especially during the pandemic, when you're trying to support businesses and they're trying to keep your shit hot and crispy, I'm sure that they're try have tried so many different ways to they're, like make it make it work. Well, but, right. And like at the end of the day, it is literally just science because like when you know, when it comes out of a fryer and goes straight onto a plate where you're eating in house, you know, and it's temperature controlled and not weird, like of course they stay crispy the whole time. When you put hot crispy fries into a to-go container, uh-huh. the steam, it's just science. Uh-huh. The steam uh-huh. basically condenses at the top of the package and then uh-huh. comes down as water droplets. Yeah. So, yeah. And we don't like to say the word droplets. It's not a good like word it. to say. Droplets are a bad 2020 and 2021 <laughs> word. 
It dampens the hot food. <laughs> it does. So this this San Juan, California-based startup developed peel and stick patches called Saver Packs, which you okay. put on like the lid. Can or I, the ins- isn't that? It's called a sticker. <laughs> Call it a sticker. A peel and no, stick. No, it's a peel and stick patch, Andrea. Okay, listen. Right, they they have to. They have to. You know like define themselves as scientists it's not gonna absolutely. be a sticker right? absolutely i know you're right you're right but the patch itself it is designed to absorb condensation inside food containers thus slowing the rate at which fries and other foods deteriorate between a restaurant kitchen and your front door hell so, yeah it hell yeah it's made out of fruit pulp and thermodynamic engineering from what i've read i think that is so fucking cool because yes if we want to you know continue to be good and order carry out from restaurants and and support but then also like no offense we also deserve to have a crispy fry when we've gone <laughs> gone and done that i mean it actually looks like i've i've seen like don't pouches like this like come in like blue apron meals or something i've seen these pouches like that look similar to this okay i think there's something to that because yes i i the the whole science behind getting like hello fresh or blue apron or something is that they have the 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 ice bags it's not water so they don't create condensation i accidentally cut one open thinking it was water and um, weird scientific. And I, goo. Wo- I woke I, up two days later. <laughs> weird scientific goo came out, and I screamed. And then I immediately ran it to the to the trash out back. But I was like, "That's not water." Um, I put my finger in it and touched it to my tongue. Uh, I know. Oh boy. But so I don't know. I I was just like, "Hell yeah!" Safe, non toxic cool ass science tricks to keep our delivery mm, tight and snappy it's $2, crunchy $2 for a pack of 10 which isn't that's those costs are not terrible when you're calculating your your food costs I, I, mean, I mean you could make I'll, it a, you could make it a dollar option for people like do you want your you want your shit soggy or you want crisp one dollar extra. Which, oh my god, I love that option. That that's how you order your fries. You're like, you want them extra crispy? You want them seasoned, soggy as fuck, or crispy <laughs> as hell? Like, <laughs> oh my god, somebody please put that on their fucking to go menu. I would love to see that. Yeah, that's incredible. There, there is no cook who can like combat the clamshell that you put your to-go food in. Um, so yes, we need we need this product out there. And if it's an expense to restaurants, make it a dollar upcharge. Crispy. Well, guys, here we are. You asked for it. Not really, but we're giving it to you. Here we go. It's another server-submitted story episode. <laughs> I love that intro. <laughs> it was, I'm pretty sure it was one listener who was like, I love those. And we're like, great. <laughs> we'll do another one. So um, someone must have said it and put it out in the universe because we're goddamn doing it. We're doing oh. it. We're doing it. It's They're just so fun and feel good. And I feel like we all just need the warm hug of relating to other people's misery in the service industry. It's so fun. <laughs> 
It's so fun. So I will start it off. And uh, listen, just a reminder, two episodes ago, we did an episode about bathrooms. So the stories are still trickling in, dare I say. Because we actually did ask for those. We asked. It's like we asked for it. We literally were asking for it. Um, Okay, this one's definitely a little nuts. They're all great, though. Okay, here we go. Hi, ladies. Longtime listener. First time caller. Hey, I love that. Found you all through last podcast and have really enjoyed all your episodes. My husband worked the service industry for a while, including time as an army cook. Parentheses. Yikes. yikes. Uh. <laughs> um, which you're not the first person. We have a few people who've written in um, wanting to know if we'd like stories from that. And the answer Ooh. is yes, yes. And we'd like to do an episode. So, OK, so we'll be come back to the two of you for <laughs> to be guests, probably. Yeah. OK. So I, on the other hand, this is the writer again, have only worked the retail side, okay? So this is a bathroom plus retail uh, mashup, okay? (laughs) I listened to the bathroom episode today, and it triggered a memory from my retail days. When I was in high school and college, I worked as a cashier at Tractor Supply Company, which is a farm agriculture pet store. I can picture this. I can picture this shit. Usually if it wasn't busy, I'd help by cleaning bathrooms or putting up extra merchandise. One particularly slow night, I was getting ready to go to the back to help when one of the other employees came to the front with a super disgusted slash discouraged look on his face. He told me, don't go back there. I've got it. I naturally asked why. And he told me to just trust him. Our assistant manager then showed up and handed him a pair of cow birthing gloves and told him the store could write them off. Okay, now, guys, let's picture this. We've all watched a vet show or two, right? Okay, these are not your standard rubber gloves. Oh, no, they are made to pull all the weight to your shoulder and sometimes hook over your head so you can assist in pulling calves out from their mother. I've seen yeah, these, right? I get it. It's like a little, it's like a vesti. It's kind of yep. like, it's like a vesti glove. Yeah. Totally. So my coworker put them on and trudged to the back. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. About 15 minutes later, I started towards the back to count my drawer. And as I was nearing the back, the stench got stronger. I sped to the office to avoid the killer fumes. Later, as we were leaving, I found out that a customer had gone into the men's bathroom and created a literal shit explosion. So sad. The mystery person had apparently had the most rank, vile, and explosive diarrhea one could possibly have and still be alive. He didn't just shit all over the toilet. He'd managed to poop on the toilet, sink, floor, Walls and even got some on the goddamn ceiling. <laughs> okay, I, I am gonna make a quick caveat. Um, and this isn't like this is not a uh I'm not dismissing or demeaning this. This sounds like colostomy bag to me. Oh yeah. It, and I, it it's just tragic and it's yeah, not usually on purpose. It's not an easy thing to live with. However, yeah. It could also be a turd burglar type 
personality. Or I was thinking someone was like, they had to go so bad when they were running. And then when they were like bending over, they kind of like pull their pants down and their butt was like up toward, pointed towards the towards ceiling. The back wall. And then, it, then that's how it exploded. And or like it hits the back wall so viciously that it just climbs up. We need a blood splatter. Poop detectives. We, need, we do. Case. We need a blood splatter analysis in the house. Someone who's like that clearly came from an arterial butt <laughs> butthole. I don't know. Anyways. Ooh, ooh. So this is gruesome. Okay. She goes on. Somehow my coworker managed to get that bathroom clean, but it took multiple mop buckets and a lot of industrial cleaner. I don't know if he ever used that bathroom again, personally. Anyway, I have a number of odd, funny stories from working there as we had a lot of regulars. If you want to hear more retail stories ever. I said, yes, we do. Always. But your show today made me think of that god-awful stench (laughs) and that poor guy who had to deal with the aftermath. Thanks for the show. I've learned a lot, and it's helped me to be more aware more aware of what I can do to advocate and help y'all. Godspeed and good health, Rachel. Oh, wow. Sure. I know. I I literally was opening emails. I'm like, we asked for this. We asked for this. (laughs) I mean, it's true. And like, if if someone says they haven't had to take like a hot, horrible turd when they're out shopping, they're lying. You're lying. Like, I have. Everybody's had that moment where they're I, just like, I decided to go to the mall. And now what? What's happening? Like, you know, it, it, you know, there, there are some targets that I don't go back to. You know, that is a cultural phenomenon. Have we talked about this on the show? Like I recently, not recently, but like in the moment I was like, hey, is anybody else here like when they go to Target? Do they just have to like shit their pants about 10 (laughs) minutes in? And all my girlfriends were like, I do. Like it's all all the color red everywhere. It's the color red. There could be piping in subliminals. Who knows? But yes, you get excited. Like the red gets you excited. You get really amped when you go to Target. We all do. We all have our way that we route through Target. And then there's always a moment where you're like, I got to go shit my pants and then return to shopping. (laughs) I hate it. You're right. Fuck you. It's super true. It hasn't happened to me in a while. I do have it under control now more. But I think it's it's something about being hit in the face with disgusting like Target food and mixed with Starbucks coffee when you first get into a Target too. I think also does it. I, I'm not I'm not going to dispute that. I mean, I just told you that I've got targets I can't return to, but uh-huh. I'm like, it's many of them. Uh-huh. Is it because we subliminally know that they have bathrooms? Upon immediate arrival, where your I brain mean, kind of is like, we're maybe, safe here, you know, like, I, I think it's just like, it's an over, I think, I, I think in the, your brain's overwhelmed and it just comes out. Honestly, Brooke, maybe we should write to them and ask, I think they should put the Target logo in the toilet <laughs> because you're doing <laughs> Well, right, just so that people don't have to clean shit off the ceiling. So, be yeah, like, and aim it, yeah. for this bullseye. Like, lean in, lean into the phenomenon that people have to shit shit when they go to your store. God, you're so say. right. Uh, by uh, the way, everyone, write in and let us know if you have uncontrollable diarrhea every time. At Target. You go to Target. <laughs> Next story. Moving on. Here we go. Hey, ladies. I want to thank you for everything you do. I've become a big fan of the show. It's awesome to hear so many people who have felt what I felt working in this industry. 
if possible, please keep the story anonymous. I did. You got I took it. your name off. Great. Her. Here we his, go. Whoever. I there. Took, it's a there. It's. Okay. I've been out of the restaurant world for about five years after being in it for 10. I still deal with customers in my current job and the years of serving and bartending have definitely helped me with dealing with people in every aspect. So on to the story. I worked for about five to six years in a divey sports bar. It was a weird mashup of redneck bar, a big pool hall with 10 (gasps) full-size tables. That's big. And then a dance club slash drunk shit show on the weekends. Ah, wow. All of this meaning a wide variety of customers coming and going. The stories are endless. We had to clean the bathroom. So all the horror stories from that episode really hit home with me and brought back images uh, that I thought I'd shut away forever in my brain. (laughs) This is one about having an inexperienced owner. Okay. I love this. The owner of this place had never worked in a restaurant. Her job experience being a movie rental store she managed. She was married to a wealthy man and one day decided she wanted a place to drink beer and shoot pool with friends. Anyways, a wonderful way to start a business. (laughs) I love this. Okay. I worked a day shift a few days during the week and was eventually made manager. This meant I also had to deal with the vendors. The vendors who he had bounced checks with countless times, so we had to pay oh, cash no. or money order. Paychecks bounce too. That's always a blast. I'd have to scrape money from drawers in the safe to pay for beer. Meanwhile, often having the owner screaming at me on the phone about how we have we have to be losing product if we have such little money. I uh, Ugh, doubt it. Her constant worry was people stealing Jaeger. <laughs> we are one of the top selling bars for Jaeger in our state. Not something to <laughs> brag about. <laughs> However, we over poured everything. Shots were shooter glasses, sometimes rocks glasses. That's huge. But the, yeah, yeah. But the worst offender, the owner, of course. She'd come sauntering in, come behind my bar or whoever was bartending, and start pouring shots for the regulars. During power hour, those Jaeger shots were three fifty, and a domestic tap beer was a dollar. <laughs> she would pour triple shots, not charge them for all of them, and then yell at us about the missing liquor people got wasted (laughs) on a daily basis two power hours a day on the weekdays holy shit i've never heard of power hour first of all first of all i'm emailing this person back because i literally think i know where they are and what they're talking (laughs) about but i could be wrong okay The things I saw working there could fill a novel. I will continue to send stories about the place. Thank you. I just wanted to share an example of why it is important to have a bar restaurant experience before opening one yourself. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Uh, It was she said, sorry if it was unfocused. No, no, no. It was zero. It was super focused. Thinking about this has brought up so many memories from this place. (laughs) As much of a mess as it was, it was always a wonderful place with some great people. I met some great friends, fell in love and learned so much about. uh, Yeah, so much while being there. She says, love you gals for the one. uh, Love you gals. And thank you for the wonderful podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's like you make you make it your home and you make it yours. So of course, like, and we talk about this all the fucking time. Everything is totally fine until the fucking owner gets there. When like, the just owner. go away and let us do our job. 
power hour. <laughs> power hour. No, I've heard of it. It is not something I participate in because I think it became popular long after I no longer was a college student. And this is, like we said in last week's episode with Jim Van Blericum, that it's just like when his like his first piece of advice, if you're going to open a bar, is like, Go get some bartending experience. Yeah. Figure out what you like. And this is the classic person we described as being the worst kind of bar owner. Someone who is a drunk who gives away half the inventory and then blames you when you owe money for all of your stock being drank right. up. The guy, the one who like snaps and waves a 20 at you is the one who's opening the bar down the street. Like that shit happens all the time. It does. It really, really does. Um, I don't need to go to a power hour. I miss bars, but I don't need to ever know what that is. Yeah, I can just make my own power hour anytime I want. I'm an adult. <laughs> I have power hour every time I go to Target. <laughs> oh, my God. It's true. She kept me waiting in that Target for a full hour. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. (laughs) Moving on. Thank you. That was an amazing story. Also, pool halls brings up a really interesting topic as well. It's very true. Have to have to probably add that to the list. Oh, yeah. I'm the worst pool player ever. It's it's an embarrassing like like I get mad when people are like, come on, come on, play. And I'm like, I'm truly the worst. You're going to be mad if I'm your teammate. And they're like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you. Blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, what is your problem? Like, why are you so bad at pool? And I'm like, I didn't fucking go to jail. And that was the only hobby I had for like 10 <laughs> years. Like, I'm Aww. not a delinquent. Like, that doesn't have, you don't have to be a delinquent to be good at pool. You're just, you're feeding into a stereotype, Brooke. I know you're angry at not being, being able to play pool, but you don't have to blame incarcerated people for it. You know, fair. <laughs> Moving on. All right, here's another one. This is fun. This is a different genre altogether, but one that we're also going to cover. All right. Hey, Brick and Andrea, when I heard Henry interview um, interview you on the LPN show, I was hooked. I like to hear that. I've caught up and kept up with your show since then. You two are brilliant. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've been in the Colorado cannabis industry for six years. Nice. Aspects of serving resonate with me from my two-year stint as a bud tender. I worked in Boulder in a turn-and-burn chain dispensary, which also happened to be the closest dispensary to the renowned party school, University of Colorado. That time has given me many stories. Um, And so attached, which I will read at the end, he gave me a totally insane weed maps review he received. And so... He's going to tell me the story that precipitated this insane review. And and he wanted us to know that this is all pre-COVID. All right, so let's set the stage. It was a late night rush when they came in. A man, a woman, a couple, nothing strange so far. I greet them in my bud tender voice. How can I get you high today? (laughs) So far, so good. The man does the talking, asks to see the wax selection. As a former hash maker, concentrate was my specialty. He buys four grams of wax. I finish the transaction. I turn to his female companion and ask if she would like anything. The man cuts me off with, she's going to have an ounce of flour. (laughs) Okay, wow, got it. (laughs) I show her the flour menu and ask her what type of weed she likes. Before she can respond, 
He yanks the menu from her and starts pointing at strains. Oh, boy. (laughs) We've all been here. (laughs) Weed splaining. Um, At this point, the pieces are coming together. I realize she hasn't said a word this whole time, not even when I first greeted them. I've dealt with plenty of inexperienced cannabis buyers but before, but this didn't seem like one of those situations. I realized this guy was a real misogynistic piece of work at the very least. Mm-hmm. He asked to see a couple of strains, so I showed them some jars of weed. Guess who was hypercritical of everything I showed them? In his male voice, see, babe, look at all the stems, poorly trimmed, definitely not frosty enough. <laughs> The weed was fine. In fact, I went out of my way to only show them the jars I myself would buy, which was my personal policy for everyone. And I like good weed, goddammit. We sold our pot by the eighth jar. So I ended up showing him about 20 jars before he settled on her weed. Now the fun begins. I ring her up and give the total, which included our happy hour 10% off discount we gave to everyone after 7 p.m. This is Weed Store's Power Hour. Yeah, man. They got him. I love Power Hour to Weed Store. I'm going to tell you what. It just pays for the tax. I'll take it, you know? He says, he and he says, I've been here before, but it's her first time here. Can she get the first time buyer discount? I explained to him, we don't give first time discounts and the happy hour 10% off. It's the best I can do and all I was actually allowed to do. So he starts ranting and raving at me about how he's been hooked up in this town for 10 years, bro. Mm -hmm. Well, at this point, cannabis had only been legal for five years. So I don't know. That doesn't really add up. I was so frustrated with this lunatic that I responded to his claims of getting hooked up in my best game show announcer voice. Well, that's fantastic. He said, now he just wants to leave. I said the total again. She paid. Oh, God. And they left. I needed a glass of water after they split. So I went to the lobby only to find them dissecting the receipt. But then they saw me and scurried out. She never said anything the whole time. Nothing. Nada. It was a few days later. We got the attached weed maps review. I knew it was about me because I'm the only douche with purple hair who worked there. (laughs) I know you say not to apologize for the length of the stories, but I'm Canadian, so I have to, eh? Sorry, LOL, maple syrup. Godspeed and good tips, Sam. P.S. My mom's name is Andrea, and she was a waitress in her teens and 20s in Montreal. Aww. Right? I love it. Right? Let me read the weed maps review that bro Brosif left them. Okay. All right. Okay. Two out of five stars. His username is Fishin' for Foid, but fish spelled P-H-I-S-H. Fishin' for Foid. Of okay. course. Two stars out of five. Title, not worth it. Their pre-weighed jars are all popcorn nugs and full of stems. <laughs> there was a douche behind the counter with purple hair. <laughs> Would never buy anything from this store again. If you don't mind paying for shitty customer service and bad vibes, like you were buying bud from a dude on the street you never met, if I own this shop, I would be ashamed. If you're looking for wax and see their prices, man, it's worth to pay a little more to go somewhere else where it's not a hostile environment. (laughs) Don't support this place. I remember when the stores first started selling it, it was like a place of like-minded people looking for relief. You know, now it's just another heartless corporation, dude, like looking for max profits at the cost of your regular day people in pain. 
There's no compassion involved with this company whatsoever. Don't support this <laughs> compassionless company. Um, what is this? Oh what is God. this? The fucking nug, like like the nugget loving Trump, like the fucking gaslighting. Like actually, what no, I do is what it, I'm going to tell you. You did. It's just assholes who perpetuate a cycle of awfulness in their life. They get shitty, sir. They they give bad reviews. They get shitty service, and the cycle continues because they they continue to like vomit their fucking bad vibes and shitty attitude and entitlement. Right. I don't know, narcissistic, misogynistic, whatever bullshit. Every, right. everywhere they go, it seeps into the earth, man. Right. But it they, seeps they, into the earth. Ugh. But they 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 accuse everyone else of bad vibes. When I'm right. like, this guy sounds like a goddamn nightmare. Yeah. And this is what's wrong uh, with white men. No, just, yeah. just, or just toxic know, male behavior, just in general. Um, yeah. We are 100% going to do an episode about the f- trials and tribulations uh, of being a bud tender. So we're really mm-hmm. excited to uh, dig into that in the upcoming months. But yeah, thanks, Sam. Thank you so much for sending that in. <laughs> We've got one last story. Yeah, guys, here we go. Last story. Hi, friends. I'm an avid listener and just love the pod. I've worked in the service industry since I was 15, but only became a server during the pandemic when the shuffleboard bar (laughs) I work at in Troy, New York, had to turn to table service outdoors to comply with COVID restrictions. Man, do I love serving, but people are fucking gross. (laughs) I was just listening to uh, the old episode number 66, which mentioned someone vomiting on a plate at the table. And it reminded me of some fun vomit stories. (laughs) Pre-COVID, I was out dining with some coworkers on a work trip. Not servers, old white male attorneys for my day job. One of my coworkers is a small athletic man who was not a regular drinker. We stopped at a Tex-Mex spot and the owner was a creep, but kept comping us shots. Little guy took probably four tequila shots plus two margs over the course of dining. (laughs) We left the restaurant and made our way to a sports bar to end our night the dude ordered another mixed drink and a few sips in he looks visibly ill (laughs) he stands to go to the bathroom but someone was already in there (laughs) instead of going outside or trying the ladies room he vomited all over the floor of the bar He sits back down and doesn't attempt to clean up his mess. My jaw was on the floor when the bathroom opens up and I said, uh, the bathroom's open now to which he replied. Oh no, no, I feel better now. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hammered. That gets hammered. He stays seated. Like we're just carrying on normally while I am apologizing to the wait staff. A minute goes by and I asked, uh, do you need help back to the hotel? And he just, just baffled that he thinks he can just sit here and enjoy a drink. Like nothing happened. He takes the hint and goes back to the hotel alone. Holy shit. What is wrong with people to this day? He claims he got food poisoning oh from God. the Tex-Mex spot. You're lightweight. Uh, 
but even like still like what is that does that give you the privilege to puke all over a bar floor and like act like nothing happened i don't i whatever more puke here we go more puke one night i was serving and there were three college kids drinking during covid as they were leaving one of the girls is visibly wasted like can't stand up on her own and being held up by the other two i asked if she was okay and needed anything and to be clear we did not over serve her two margs taps they say she's okay and they get her up the stairs to their uber only moments later they're carrying her back downstairs she's puked all inside her mask (laughs) and is trailing puke all over the floor of the bar making her way to the bathroom anyway i can't wait to get back to serving the masses even if i have to see more puke Godspeed and good tips, Marissa. <sighs> Why would they bring her back in? Just let her puke outside. I I'm know. so confused. It's like, I, not that I'm saying like the city deserves to clean up your horrible mess more than like a bar or restaurant, but it's like you are actually creating a way crazier mess. First of all, I was like, why is she so wasted? What the, the what did those she, boys do to her? Like that's a, where my no, brain was going. I'll tell you what, she only had two marks there. But two marks. But before she showed up, she was at power hour. Someone just has an air horn the whole time at power hour. <laughs> the entire hour is one air horn and the cheapest shots in town. That is what the inside of my brain feels like when I'm at a Target, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm like, oh. I mean, you just you get one power hour in you with the air horns and you'll just you shit all over the bathroom too. That's what I'm saying. Wow. I Everybody. mean Jesus. Yeah, I, 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 I tell you, you know, that's this is just part of the job. Poops and bombs. <laughs> P's and V's, poops and bombs. P's and not those kind of P's and V's that you're thinking of. The exactly. worst ones. Well, yeah, the, 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 the less fun ones, the ones you have to clean up. <laughs> Uh, uh, a certain, a certain, a certain sound engineer might have had an experience in Europe when he was young, where he did the whole vomit mid sentence and continued a conversation, and he didn't realize it, what had happened, and everybody was like mouths agape, and he was like, "Whoa, what's going on? What are, what are you uh, guys? Yes. Why are you guys looking at me weird?" That story was <laughs> recounted at your wedding dinner by the the best by man. the best man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happened. It's okay. It does, you know. Vom. dot com. It happens to everybody, you know. Yeah, set a standard. You set that bar. Set that bar. <laughs> well, guys. Um. Obviously, if you if you have stories, if this is inspiring, do we just keep this like downward spiral of poops and peas and bombs and whatever stories oh. going, or no? I I feel like if it's got or a whatever, twi- if, if it's got a fun twist or it's unusual, like the first one where the person had to wear cow birthing. 
gear <laughs> to go clean up a bathroom, I was like, this one makes it in. It's not just pure debauchery. Uh, right. But obviously, if you're inspired to send us a story of anything super oh. memorable that has happened to you in your years of, of donning the apron, slinging the bottle, yes. busting the table, fucking slinging the coffee, whatever you guys send it our way. We're we happy to it. hear it. They are. It, it, these are. I love reading them so much. They, it we read me- it all and we try and find a space for everything, to be honest. Yeah. Like, yep. And it's honestly, if we miss anything, we apologize. Um, you know, it, it's just uh, it can get a little uh, overwhelming at times. I'm going to start pushing harder to email us. Um, yes, we've received some good stories through, oh. through the Instagram. It's hard when there's but, one after the other after it's because it, you only get so many characters per message. Right. You here's, know, here's here's my thought on that is right. The Instagram um, and actually starts to put your paragraphs out of order a little bit, cuts them off after the character count, all this dumb shit. But then also. We're also trying to respond to just other messages and like stories being reposted. And so they get buried. That's why I was just really trying to suggest to you, please, if you want a story to make it on to the podcast. Um, yeah. And, side- and in the future, if, if you do happen to put them on there and we happen to respond to, please send it to sideworkpod at gmail.com. Please don't get offended. Just know that oh, yeah. that makes us, that makes it more possible for us to receive everything that we get. Every, everyone's been great about it. Um. So yes. So awesome. So you guys, thank you again. We love hearing from you so much. Sideworkpod at gmail.com. We get everything. We have so much fun reading it. And uh, we love, love, love hearing from you. So we'll definitely be back another week, another time yeah. to entertain yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Until then, yeah, Brooke, you know what we say at the end of every episode. Yeah. Godspeed. And good tips. Good health, everybody. Keep it going. And that Pooka bitch.